Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this, the 100th episode of That's What She Said. This is called Stay On It. That's what she said. So today, can we talk about why I hate selling stuff, even though part of my job is teaching people to sell stuff? This is why, because you have to stay on it. When I like stuff and I speak not as a better or worse human than you, but simply as a person who knows myself, when I like stuff, I buy it. Whether it's on sale, not on sale, whether there are three left or 3,000 left, I don't care. If I want it, I buy it. The vast majority of people I have found are not like me. They hem and haw and put off decision-making and think about it and ponder it and ask questions and talk to their friends about whether they should buy it or not, and then eventually buy the thing at the last possible second or when the deal runs out. I'm still learning this after eight years, and it's still frustrating as hell, but I want to reiterate that most people hate making decisions and avoid them at all costs. I truly think that I am broken in this department, since I'm like, yup, nope, 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 no way, yes, no, 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 fuck no, fuck yeah, no. Like, decisions are so simple for me in the vast majority of cases, and that's not a better or worse thing, it just means that I've had to take a long time to get better at this part of the sales process, which is stay on it. And I've had to do that by carefully watching my own behaviors and my clients' behaviors for a bunch of years and be really frustrated and really resent the fact that this is how it is and then just tell you how it is. Not because I like it, because it just is this way. So stay on it rule number one. At least 50% of sales come in at the last possible moment. So I've documented this phenomena before. You can um, search for it at kristenkelp.com when I launched Sales Without Shame, and over 50% of sales came in during the final hours. And this time, that procrastinator's percentage for the Brave workshop for the early bird pricing when it was ending was actually 83%. Had I not sent a series of this-is-your-last-chance emails about Brave, I'd have missed out on 83% of sales. In case your eyes are glazing over that number, 83% of sales. That means if you want to move $1,000 worth of product, failing to let your peeps know about a deadline means that you will walk away with only $170. This is an exceptionally high procrastination rate, I've found, 
in terms of this particular thing happening to me, but it points to a bigger issue. Continuing to push sales at the last minute is the hardest part of marketing by a long shot. By the next time that you have something coming out, by the time your promotion or product or service or class or thingy or event is even announced, let alone coming to a close in terms of promotional terms, you are sick of talking about it. You have had to come up with endless ways to talk about your best features and your benefits, and you're all out of buy it now juice to sprinkle on your potential customers. I know this. I understand this. I feel your pain. I hate this very much. However, if the doors close at 2 p.m., plan on a deluge of action if you've sent the appropriate emails and messages and phone calls and all the things from 1.30 p.m. to 1.59 p.m. So don't give up and say your efforts aren't working during the hours beforehand and then just, ah, I don't want, I won't send that last email or those last two emails because your asshole brain is going to tell you that in order to keep you from sending that last email or making that last post or making that last announcement or calling that last person. Don't let your peeps coast through the deadline without mentioning it many, many times. Humans need deadlines and will naturally put off decision-making until they are forced to make a choice. Your repeated messages as the deadline approaches will naturally cause decision-making and therefore sales. Because for every person that decides no, ultimately, another person will decide yes and then buy. If your doors never close, if you're always perceived as available and capable of taking clients, potential clients don't have this same sense of urgency. They don't have to hop on board or get in line because you haven't given them any reason to do so. You have stuff available today. That same stuff will be available tomorrow and next week and next month. And therefore, my decision is to not make a decision and decide later, which is not good. Deadlines for promotions naturally regulate the flow of income to your business. No promos, no deadlines. No one is going to be beating down your 1.59 p.m. doors because absolutely nothing is happening at 2 p.m. And that probably means lower income for your business. Stay on it. Rule number two, you can always try again. Since I launched the Brave Workshop, by the way, tickets and recordings are still available at kristenkelp.com brave. At a time when actual, literal tenets of fascism were being introduced in my country, surprise the president has been in office for 48 hours, it's already a shit show, I got considerably less attention than I had planned with each marketing message I sent. I could either A, blame myself for being able to rise above the collective dread, fear, and outrage sweeping through the nation, or B, extend the timing of my offer and keep letting my people know about what I had made and why it mattered. Sometimes events entirely outside of your control mean your promotion completely fails or you get precisely no attention when you had planned on hitting it out of the park. That doesn't mean you give up and start over or that you suck, like your asshole brain will say. That means you get creative. You can extend the offer, find a new way to talk about it, or start sending personal emails asking for help with promoting to your friends one by one who tell their friends and you get your sales the painfully old-fashioned but incredibly effective way by word of mouth. Stay on at rule number three. When you stop hiding, you earn more money. When people can see your face on your website and in your social media feed, not your kids or your camera or your pens or your coffee neatly placed in a gorgeous flat display worthy of a magazine, but your face, they can connect with you. 
when they can say, hey, me too, about your care for orphans or your fights for the rights of kids or women or immigrants or transgendered kids or religions or animals or cause. They connect in ways that they simply can't when you only say you like ice cream and coffee. Because who the fuck don't like ice cream and coffee? <laughs> when you stop hiding, you earn more money. And if that sounds scary, which it should because hiding is way more fun, when I say stop hiding, I don't mean let every last bit of your private information hang out. I'm not saying post your social security number on Instagram. I'm not talking about sharing details of your sex life for no reason or talking about your kids' birth stories just for the sake of being quote-unquote vulnerable. I mean talking about, first off, issues that are important to you and that relate to your work, talking about what you have for sale and how people can get it and why they care about what you have offer on the fir- have on offer in the first place. Which brings us to stay on at rule number four, possibly the worst thing ever. You've got to ask for people's money, specifically, directly, and often. The content marketing evolution, revolution, slash piece of shit, whatever you think of it, means that you are constantly creating new stuff and pushing it to peeps who very likely consume it without any compensation for for you or, or what you do. And then you're all, where's my money? Don't assume people know what you offer or how much it costs, or whether it's available right now. You have to tell them. They can't just like intuit it from the air that you have magical things available and that you're a goddamn genius. You're going to have to share that. Speaking of, since you're listening to this podcast, I've got something new for you, and don't even skip it because this is amazing. The Order of the Phoenix, people. You can nab an extra extended edition of That's What She Said each month, as well as a live monthly Q&A call to ask questions. There's a private place to talk with me and offer feedback and provide all sorts of questions and information for new podcasts so I can make them for you. You can catch a few of my freshest poems as well for the whopping price of $8 a month. I desperately want to create a true virtual and then offline in-person community over the course of the coming year, and I would be so fucking thrilled if you took part in it. To learn more about it, and I even made a fucking video, which is how you know it's serious, head to kristenkelp.com slash community. I'll give you all the details. Further, stay on it rules. Don't assume people will buy out of the goodness of their hearts with no deadlines, no sales offers, and no promotions. They need a reason. You can totally make up the reason. It can be completely silly or funny or weird or quirky, but it helps to give people a reason to purchase and purchase now. So, two exclusive podcasts, Joy is an Act of Resistance and How to Hermit Without Breaking Your Life, are waiting for you when you join the Order of the Phoenix at kristenkelp.com slash community. Bada bing, bada boom. Further, don't assume people who have followed you forever will recall the products or services you made a few years ago or even know they're still for sale. It doesn't mean that they hate you. It just means that things change and people change and people don't have the best memories when it comes to things that are not themselves or their families. Speaking of, tickets to the Brave Workshop in Laguna Beach this April and the recordings are still available. The recordings are with promo code FARAWAY, capital F-A-R-A-W-A-Y, are only 99 bucks. They're still available at kristenkelp.com slash brave in case you were like, I can't make it to California, damn it. That's your answer. Further, and most importantly, please don't assume your people are being dicks by not buying what you're selling. Assume 
that your peeps want to hear about what you have to offer. That's why they follow you, listen to you, subscribe to you, or otherwise pay attention to you, and assume that they are naturally open to purchasing. Then tell them what's available and how to get it in clear terms. Lay out every single way to hire you or give you money. Add a sales call to action at the end of your blog posts and or your social media posts and or your emails that you send to people. Promote those products, those posts designed to move products more than your helping everyone I wrote this for you posts via boosting or any other means that have dollars attached to them. And just generally assume that people are willing to give your stuff, your work, your art, your things that you make or do or create a chance and that the failure is in the marketing, not in some part of yourself. That when people don't buy what you have to offer, they are not rejecting you as a human. They are rejecting that particular doll that you've made that's like, eh, it just doesn't appeal to them. Assume that they still value you as a human and your marketing goes a whole lot better the whole time that you do it. Stay on it. Rule number five is, sadly, stay on it. Your business isn't over until you say it is, and there are no failure police waiting to clap you into the handcuffs of shame and haul you out for missing your sales goals. When an offer falls flat, which is inevitable, it's helpful to ask your peeps why they didn't buy. Sometimes they will have very good excuses, like, Kristen, I can't come to Brave because I'm breastfeeding a newborn and I live in Australia. Or, I've just declared bankruptcy, so I'm not coming to Brave. Or, my partner is defending his PhD that week, and I can't leave him without me to celebrate the culmination of six years of work. Oh, those are all really good reasons. So it's not because I'm a total failure at marketing and you hate everything I have to offer? Really? Not at all? Because that's what asshole brain is telling me. But when I ask, it's like, oh, those are really good solid reasons. People have good reasons to not purchase that are not you or a useless, worthless human being who sucks at everything ever. That's why staying on it is so important. Stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. Assume the best of your work and your worth in the world and assume the best of your potential clients as well and then stay on it. Again, if you'd like to nab the recordings for Brave, head to kristenkelp.com slash brave and get on that. Promo code FARAWAY, in all caps, brings them down to $99, which is a damn steal. And there are still tickets if you want to come and hang out in person. If you would like to nab an extra podcast episode each month, plus a handful of my freshest poems and a monthly order of the Phoenix Call to keep you fully engaged in your life and business instead of falling into despair or overwhelm, because have you seen the world currently? Head to kristenkelp.com slash community for all the details and to sign up. At $8 a month, it really is a freaking steal. There are also a handful of $88 a month spots left that include coaching with me, and you can get those details at patreon.com slash kkelp, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash k-k-a-l-p. Boom, those are my details. May you stay on it. May you find the heart and will and fortitude to keep going even if it looks hopeless or too hard or like you should quit. May you find the bravery to believe in yourself and what you have to offer. May you get just a tiny bit braver each day. May you get just a tiny bit better at sales each day. And may you 
know the greatest and most wonderful feeling of all, which is being true to yourself and to your work in the world, no matter what's going on around you. Again, you can head to patreon.com slash K-K-A-L-P if you can't wait till next week for me to throw down more podcasty wisdom because there are two extras waiting for you right now. And might I say that they are amazing. I love you so much and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.